Welcome to Maranatha Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Femi Fenoyo. We have joined a series that I've been doing on Maranatha YouTube teaching channel titled The Bible. We have joined the series at the beginning of another season, which we have titled The Story of the Whole Bible. At the moment, we are looking at the question, what constitutes the image of God in man? We are going on to the third one, and it is our ability to create. The God that is revealed to us in the scripture is a creator. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 to 3, God who has sundry times and in diverse manner spoke in time past unto the Father by the prophet, and in this last day spoken unto us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, by whom also he has made the world, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sin, sat down on the right hand of God of majesty on high. Psalm 33, we are reading verse 6 and 9. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. That's verse 6, verse 9. For he spake, and they were, and it was done, and he commanded, and he stood fast. And when you look at Genesis chapter 1, and you look at Genesis chapter 2, the word create or created and the word made, those two words were used 15 times to refer to the work of God. Okay, so that underscores the fact that the God that is revealed to us on the pages of the Bible is a creator and that this world did not come out of accident. This world did not come out of Big Bang. This world did not come out of evolution. It was a creation of the creator. And what we are looking at is that when God created humanity, the man and the woman, when God created us in his own image, he created us with the ability to be creative. The universe is here because it was created. And the things and the development and the civilization that you see around you today, all the wonderful and things that makes our life easy today, that makes technological advancement, that makes civilization possible. All those wonderful things around us, technology things around us, they are here because they were created by inventors, because they were created by people, okay? And it's the same thing that the God that is revealed to us in the Bible is a creator. The universe is here because it was created. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The world did not come out of Big Bang. The world did not come out of evolution. It is here because God created it. Isaiah chapter 48, verse 18 for thus said the Lord that created the heavens, God himself that formed the earth and made it. He had established it, he created it, not in vain. He formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord, there is none else. I think the first thing is that that verse is also underscoring the fact that it is God that created the universe. But I want you to see various verbs that were used for the creative you know, activity, the creative work of God. Various of them, and they give you different flavor of this creative activity of God. We have Barak created, we have Yasha formed, we have Asa made, we have Kun established, we have Bara again created, we have Yasa again formed. And you know, when we read Genesis chapter 1, we said the word used there is Bara in the beginning, Elohim Bara. And Bara is only use of God. 
Bara only has God as his subject. Bara is never used of human because it's only God that can create in the sense of Bara. Because Bara means that God created something out of nothing. That God speak out the universe without needing a material thing. Now, human being cannot create in that sense. Now, God has not shared that with us. Okay. We are creative, but not in the same sense as which God created, okay? Bara speaks of God's ability to create something out of nothing simply by speaking it into existence without breaking sweat. God created the universe. How did he do it? He spoke it into being. Why did he create the universe? Now, that is the journey we are taking. There is a part of his creative ability that God shared with us. So we, other verbs that are used in that Isaiah that we read uh, can also be used for man, but not for humanity, but not in the sense of bara. So there is a sense in which God shared his creative ability with man. So in his creativity, man, woman, humanity is made in the image of God. There is something about humanity that is creative. Creativity is an innate function of our human nature. By nature and by design, we are creative beings. Our creativity is actually a function of the fact that you and our humanity, that we are created in the image of God. It's not because of ourselves. That creativity, in fact, every single one of these features that we are looking at, it is impossible for them to have come out of Big Bang and it is impossible for them to have been created by evolution. When chaos and darkness descend, creativity produces light and order. We saw that in Genesis chapter 1, there was darkness that was without form and void, but God came in his creativity and began to put order. And it is the same thing with us that when there are disorder, our creativity ability kicks in. Human beings create so that we can survive as individuals, so that we can survive as species, so that we can survive as people, and then we, so that we can reproduce. Our creativity is necessary for us to be able to rule and to reign as God has desired men to be. And it is necessary for us also to be able to live and survive on earth. We need to be creative. We build shelter. We mix ingredients to make meal. We look for new, efficient, effective way to feed and clothe ourselves and nurture our most basic need, our creativity, and we can go on and on and on and on. Like God, man is able to create and invent. We are inventors. We have the ability to invent because our God is a creator. But like we said, not at the level of God, because there's a sense in which we cannot create like God, but there's a sense in which God has share with us some of this ability to create. And when you look at literature, at art, at inventions at various levels, you will see the creativity that God has put into man. When you look at literature, writings, when you look at art, paintings, and music, when you look at invention in science and medicine, archaeology, technology, aeroplanes, spaceship, computer, medical invention, household invention, cars, and so on, you begin to see every single one of those things should remind us of the fact that we are made in the image of the creator. We create, we invent because our God is a creator. And that God, who is a creator, has shared with humanity that ability to create. Christians have championed and pioneered in the realm of music, art, science, literature, education throughout history. Christianity has always been at the forefront of 
creativity. Christianity has always been at the forefront of invention. And you need to understand that. And don't let secular media actually pull the wool over your head. It's kind of like, you know, Christianity is just for the no good, for, for you know, the people that can't make it. It's not true. Christianity has always been at the forefront, has always championed and pioneered creativity, invention in every realm and every area of our living throughout history. Mention those areas. Christianity today, we today need biblically based creativity. We need to work in creativity with respect to our life, our home, with respect to our job, with respect to our ministry, with respect to each and every one of us, the way we carry on Christian ministry in today. We need to be creative, not compromise. Now, we need to understand that I'm not talking about compromise here. We are talking about the ability God has given us to be able to look at challenges and look for ways to overcome those challenges. I'm not talking about compromise here. We are talking about creativity, creativity at home, creativity at church, creativity at work, creativity in our neighborhood. Look, just like Daniel, just like Joseph, we can be creative and God can use us as answer to the question that people are facing, that people are facing day in, day out. Creativity in what we do, creativity in what we say, creativity in how we look, creativity in the way we dress. Based, I'm talking here about biblical creativity. Creativity is is is, is painful sometimes. The, we we go today. We go into the world to learn fashion from them. No, we can't be creative within biblical forum and the biblical atmosphere. We can have biblical creativity. And it is important for us as Christians today for us to recover that. Our God is a creative God, okay? And Christianity is not an antithesis to creativity. In fact, we must be more creative because we are Christian, because we are born again. You need to understand that the root of many of our civilization today can be found in Christianity, even though the world wants to deny that. The truth is that the root of most of our civilization today can be found in Christianity. And you need to understand that many scientists of the past and today were and are committed Christians. Many inventors, many scientists of the past and contemporary time, they are and they were Christians. And I'm going to just mention a couple of, just few of them, of the greatest well-known scientists in history who were also deeply committed to their Christian faith. What am I doing here? I'm telling you that Christianity is not antithetic to creativity and the fact that God created us to be creative. So let's look at some of them. Robert Boyce, what does that remind you of? He lived in 1627 to 1692. This man is the one that discovered the first gas law that we call the Boyce law. It defined elements, compounds, and mixture. Okay, he said that a deeper understanding of science was a higher glorification of God. That is what Boyle said, Robert Boyle. Michael Faraday, you know Michael Faraday? He lived from 1791 to 1867. From 1791 to 1867, he was the one that discovered electromagnetic magnetism induction. He discovered the first experimental link between light and magnetism. He carried out the first room temperature liquefaction of a gas. And but Faraday, Michael Faraday, was a devout member and elder of the church that he attended. He was a committed Christian. What about Isaac Newton from 1643 to 1724? Seven. Isaac Newton was a passionate Protestant. He spent more time on Bible study than on mathematics and physics. 
Isaac Newton. And, but if he's, he's a scientist, he was an inventor. He profoundly changed our understanding of nature with his law of universal gravitation and his law of motion. He invented calculus. He built the first ever reflecting telescope. He showed that sunlight is made of all the colors of the rainbows. That is Isaac Newton. He was a Christian. We are talking about our creativity, that the God that made humanity is a God is the creator, and he has shared that feature with humanity. Wiener Heisenberg from 1901 to 1976, that is closer home, isn't it? Wiener was a Lutheran with deep Christian conviction. He was one of the primary creators of the quantum physics. He formulated the Heisenberg uncertainty principle. What about Florence Nightingale? You know about Florence Nightingale. 1820 to 1910, Florence Nightingale was an Anglican who believed God spoke to her, calling her to her work. Florence transformed nursing into respected, highly trained profession. She used statistics to analyze wider health outcomes. She advocated sanitary reform, and this is likely credited with adding 20 years of life expectancy between 1871 and 1935. That is a Christian, a Christian woman. N.S. Walton, 1903 to 1995, a devout Methodist who said science was a way of knowing more about God. He, he was a Nobel Prize winner in physics after he artificially split atom. The secular world will not tell you about that. Francis Collin, 1950 to the present time, is, he was an 80s ton Christian, he invented positional cloning. He took part in the discovery of genes for cystic fibrosis, Huntington disease, and neurofibromatosis. He directed the National Human Genome Research Institute for 15 years. These are Christian. These are inventors. These are scientists. And their work was related to their faith. George Washington Carver, 1864 to 1943. He was a Protestant evangelist and Bible class leader whose faith in Jesus was the mechanism through which he carried out his scientific work. He was involved in improving the agricultural economy of USA by promoting nitrogen, providing peanut as an alternative crop to cotton to prevent soil depletion. Now, I've mentioned a couple of this. I mean, there's a lot. Now, I'm going to show you this website and there are so many of them that you can go to you can search for yourself and search for a list of christians that were in science and technology you can search for list of great scientists that were committed christian but these are some of the two ones that have i've said that i actually use in the list that i have given to you the creativity and the development we have witnessed as humanity actually have been very closely linked with christianity christianity actually should make us to recover this, this ability that God has given humanity as a whole to be creative. Obviously, there are perversion, like we have all been saying. The devil has laid his hand upon this, all this ability that God has given us as humanity, and he has turned them around. Let's read Genesis chapter 11. This was the story of the Tower of Babel, but let's just read verses 3 to 4. And they said, one to another, go to, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime 
uh, had they for Martha, and they said, Go to, let us build us a city and a tower, whose top may reach unto heaven, and let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the old heart. What do we see here? We see creativity. But unfortunately, we see creativity that is being used as a rebellion against God. That is the unfortunate thing here. We see human beings, God told them to spread to cover the whole herd. But they said, no, we are not going to do that. We are going to just stay in the same place. But the first thing is that they were creative because God gave them those creativity. But we see a perversion here. Number one, they were building this city as a rebellion to the direct instruction of God for them to multiply and replenish the earth. But the other thing also is that when we read the Tagum, now the Tagum is a translation of the Hebrew scripture into Aramaic, another language, but majorly Aramaic. And it's come almost like a sermon, almost like an interpretation and a sermon of the Old Testament uh, scripture. But anyway, they, they, when you read the Takum, they assert that the tower was for idolatry worship. Whatever its design might have been, it is certain that this temple or tower was afterward devoted to idolatrous purpose. Nebuchadnezzar, you know him, repaired and beautified this tower and it was dedicated to Baal or to the sun, to the worship of idol. Creativity that God has given them to be able to propagate, to be able to, you know, promote the kingdom of God. Unfortunately, when man fell, the devil used that to turn humanity against God and to use it for evil. Culture has been detached from the creator God. This has produced the fatally erroneous belief that creativity can live on its own without God. So we have unplugged our creativity from righteousness. We have unplugged our creativity from holiness. We have unplugged our creativity from godliness. And unfortunately, that has produced a whole lot of heartache and headache that we've seen around us. Unfortunately, religion on it also has been a part of the problem. I'm not talking about Christianity, true Christianity. Religion has been a part of the problem because what, what parade for religion today to a great extent has also unplugged itself from the true God, from the true gospel of God. So we are living in a culture now when creativity has been detached from God. In fact, when our, our creativity and our ability to invent, we are using it to deny the very existence of the creator that gave us this ability. History shows us that the more creative men became, the more Humanity is tempted to turn against the creator. And unfortunately, this has resulted into the destruction, darkness, and the ruin that is all around us because humanity thinks himself to be God. Humanity has come to forget its own limit. Now, the problem is not the creativity because God gave those things for us to us so that we can fellowship with him so that we can fulfill the purpose that God has given us. Creativity is not a problem. The problem is that we have been deceived to live a lie, to believe that we are gods with a big G, to believe that we can use these things, that, in fact, to deny that God gave it to us in the first place. And unfortunately, the creativity that God has given us, we have used it to oppress others, we have used it to afflict others, we have used it for destruction, for ruin. We have turned against God with our creativity. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist because the Antichrist will annex this creativity 
of humanity and it will unnest it in the greatest rebellion against God. It will turn all this invention and it will use it to turn to try to turn humanity against God, just like it did to the for the angels. And it will try to use this invention for wickedness and for evil. And we see that going on around us in taking the life of children in the womb and so on and so forth. We, we see it in the use of creativity as instrument of weapon of mass destruction. But that is not why God gave us the creativity in the first place. But you and I as Christians, the lesson for us is that our God is creative and you can be creative. If you, if there are things, are challenges that are facing you and you are thinking, how, what can I do? You can trust the Lord to give you wisdom, to be, to give you understanding. Maybe in, your, in the place of work, there are challenges that nobody knows what to do, do, do with. You pray just like Daniel and the three Hebrew children, they prayed and God gave them the dream and gave, God gave them the interpretation. God gave Joseph the interpretation of the dream for of Pharaoh. And we can be creative. We can be inventors. In your, in your line of work, you can invent. Let's not talk about the difference between animals and humanity. Animals lack the inherent creative ability with which God has endowed human beings. Now, obviously, spiders may weave their intricate webs, beavers may build fascinating huts, birds may construct nets, but all this creativity of animals are done by instinct. And this is very, very important. In his great test of the Bible series, James Hastings commented, some of the lower animals are producers, no less than man. And so they are in virtue of the instinct with which Almighty has endowed them, but they are artisans only. They work by, the, by a rule furnished to them. They are not architects. They are not inventors. They are not architects that design out of their own mental resources. They are producers only, not creators. There is an enormous, unbridgeable gap between humans and animals in the realm of creativity. It is clear that a huge gap separates man from all members of the animal kingdom. And this gap is indeed on a bridge. So yes, animals also can produce so that they can survive. But humanity has been given the ability of creativity in a distinct level. And we have gone through all that. But most importantly is that we know that our God is a creator. He has created us to be creative, that as Christian, actually, we need to understand that we can recover, we can redeem that ability. You know, in the fall, the devil has laid hold of that ability to create and indeed every single one of this future to turn them to wickedness and sin and against God. But we, by the power of the Holy Spirit, can actually unnest those ability and use it for the kingdom of God and use it for the good of mankind. Praise the Lord. And if you are listening to me tonight and you are not a Christian, don't be deceived. There's God. God is. There's God. And every single one of us are going to give account at the end of the day. But God has given us a way out. God has given us his son, Jesus Christ, that whosoever believe in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. He took your place. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. You can come to him today. You can ask him to be your Lord and Savior. You can invite him into your life to take charge. Admit that you are a sinner, you are a rebel, you need him. And it will come. It will change you from the inside. And from the inside, you begin to be changed on the outside. And it will work with you. And when this is all over, 
you will spend eternity with him in the new heaven and the new heart. We sincerely invite you to check out our teachings on YouTube Maranatha Teaching Channel. They will bless you. Thank you.